morning time yet? <laughs> well, no, it's 11.30. No, we're actually having an extra special late night version late night. of the podcast. But it's been a long time since we did this. Yeah. Actually, a really long time. Last time we did this was sometime end of May. This is before you went for your uh, for your internship. So. Yeah, that's right. The summer has come and gone. But yeah, we're back. We're back, baby. And we're better than ever. Better than ever. I think. <laughs> I, I think so, too. We should be. So, welcome back, everyone, to Incompatible, the Incompatible Generation, whatever you want to call it. Um, People keep making fun of us, bro, the name. It's great, as, <laughs> as long as they're talking about us. <laughs> yeah, dude, fuck them. Uh, as, as you all know, my name is Amin Rizvi. I'll be your host for today, along with... Mohamed Amuzigar. Yes, he just came back from Iran, so he has a little bit of an accent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have a lot to talk about. This has been a very eventful summer. I was working up in the Bay Area. Mr. Muzgar here was studying for the MCAT, trying to be a doctor. Yeah, fuck that. And you also just came back from Iran. Yeah, I just got back. I'm still jet lagged. Just got back. So uh, we're going to be talking about those. It's also a very interesting time in the Muslim world. It is also Muharram. the month of Muharram. Uh, so for Shias, that's a very important time of the year, but I guess we're just going to start off with just, dude, how you doing? It's been a while. Yeah, dude. I miss you very much. Yeah. I missed you too. And you've been keeping a lot of stories from me. Literally. Yeah. You've just been like, bro, tune in. Bro, just, just <laughs> tune in. I swear this, this podcast, it, it makes me not want to talk to people because I want to say here first with, with maximum energy, maximum energy. Yeah. And you want the genuine response. Yeah, I want the genuine like response and I, I can only tell a story once. Yeah. You know, once I tell a story twice, it loses a lot of his details. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, well then tell me about it, man. Where do you want to start? Because I know you've been studying for a long time. I know you've been secluded from the real world yeah, and then you came back. I'm so how bad. was that? Well, the seclusion started like when I took when I took OCAM over the summer last summer. Mm, okay, remember when I did that? I took yeah. uh, all three organic chemistries. That's right. That's in right. nine weeks. Oh, and by the way, you graduated too. Yeah, that dang. was also something I don't think we've talked about yet. Yeah, since graduated. It happened. It's over. Yeah, yeah, wow. man. Actually, no, I, we talked about it. We talked about you going to graduate, but I don't think you had graduated yet. No, I did. Yeah. I think we did it. No, dude, this was May. You're out, you're right. Because I, I wasn't there. You're I wasn't right. there for your graduation. Yeah. So sorry about that, dog. Asshole. <laughs> I really wish oh. you could be there. Your pictures are nice. Very, very handsome boy. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Instagram handle, Mamuzigar. <laughs> Shameless plug. Go fo- go follow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, so you were studying OCHEM. You, then you went straight into the MCAT, I'm guessing. Yeah, it was, I did OCHEM, and that was just... I didn't, I didn't have a summer. Mm. You yeah. know, it was just, it was nine weeks of hell. There was no breaks, Monday through Friday. Mm. And uh, and then from there, Kev took all the physics, biochemistry. Um, what else was there? Finish up the bio. This and, is riveting stuff, dude. Riveting. Yeah. Fuck. So I don't miss that life, dude. <laughs> and now I'm, now it's post-grad life. And yeah. now I'm just like, okay, what do I do? Mm. So I'm just, just trying to look for a job right now. I'm just trying to relax. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Um, me, I was very similar in that I didn't really have a summer. I mean, it was a different summer than I've ever had before. A lot of working. I worked at this uh, really big biotechnology company up in the Bay Area, and it was a really great experience. Uh, met a lot of cool people. Mm. Uh, I'm really trying to get more into the industry. And you were fasting in there, too. Oh, uh, yeah, you're right. 
Oh man. What's that oh, like? Oh god. Yeah. Very first day. Very first day I started. Immediately I was fasting. And it's funny with with the work culture, right? When you uh especially when you're an intern, it's mm. being an intern is all about networking, you yeah. know, and meeting people and all that stuff. So this is a very interesting point where my my identity as a as a Muslim and me just trying to be a normal person, right? I'm trying to, you know, have a normal work experience, you know. I thought, man, this better not mess things up. Because the very first day, you just have all these people are like, hey, you know what? Let's have lunch together, you know? Like, let's get to know each other. Oh, no, no, I can't. Whether, yeah. it, whether it be the higher up, the full-time managers, or it be just other interns who are trying to get to know you. I, I still remember a couple of times people would be like, hey, you want to go get lunch, dude? And I was like... It hinders mm. you a little bit. You got to admit. Um... Well, to be honest, okay, actually, this is really interesting. A lot of people got to, like, knew me as that guy who was fasting. The fasting Very, guy. very, very early on. Yeah. So that was actually very interesting because a lot of people were just like, whoa, like, this is crazy. You just got put into that box. Yeah, like, people were just like, wow, like, I can't believe, like, you know, people start, you know, asking you for questions and trying to figure out what you're doing. Everyone freaking out that you can't drink water. You know, the usual <laughs> deal yeah. that we've talked about it in, in podcasts past. <laughs> and that, like, you know, people just have all these questions where they're just surprised, like, wow, you can't drink water? It still, every single time I mentioned that, someone was just like, they, they're they looking at you like you're a mont, like, you're it's not like you're gonna die, you know? Yeah, like, I, I swear, like I said before, man, it's not like I can't breathe, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's, just, it's just water. As long as you prepare right, you're good yeah. to go, you know? Um, so, yeah, it was a really interesting experience. I really thought the worst thing I was going to have a lack of energy. Like I also mentioned in pot, if you're watching these podcasts back to back, you're probably like, God, these guys just repeat themselves. Yeah. This is for us. This is months ago. <laughs> this <laughs> I don't remember any of that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, it, it was still good though. Um, my manager was actually really cool about it. Um, I remember our team wanted to put on a lunch and my manager found out I was fasting and he was like, Oh my God, you're fasting. No way. Like, don't worry. We'll put this off till, you know, you're, you're like good to go, you know, like where you can actually come with us. And I was like, Oh wow, dude, that's so nice. Like, that's the thing. You also see people who are, how like, long did they put it off special. for? It was like two weeks. Know, it was like a couple of weeks, you know, like, yeah, maybe like damn like, dude, two weeks or something like that. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it, it, I didn't see it as a detriment. Obviously, I was really lucky in my position too because they uh, it had a little bit of downtime in the beginning. It was just the nature of the project I was working on for that company where in the beginning it was kind of slow to pick up. Mm. So I luckily had some time and also had like an hour break in between the day nice. where I, I would just go in my car and I would knock out. <laughs> just straight up knock out because everyone would go eat lunch anyway. So no one was around. So I just went to my car and I was like, damn, that sucks, bro. Good night. <laughs> and it got me through the day. Honestly, props to you for sticking to your to to that stuff man like if i were you i probably wouldn't i probably wouldn't fast i do honestly in the beginning i actually i told my boss like that i was fasting and you can't go into work until seven that's the earliest you could come in and i thought hey well you know what if i just stay up until like four you know like when you can when you're when you can finish eating like breakfast okay i'll just stay up i'll have coffee then i'll just stay up until seven and i'll go to work and then I'll leave work early. Like, I could leave work at 3. Oh, okay. You know? So that I, I could just come home and sleep. Did you do that? Not once. Oh. <laughs> Not <laughs> once. It was... That that schedule is so hard to keep. Like, just thinking about it, I was like, it sounded like such a good idea. But it's not. I thought about staying up at 4, and I was like, I can't do this. This is too much. The I'm thing is, like, out. you can't do that when you... When you like. The job that you had, like you had to think. Yeah, it was. Yeah, you really had to be really on top of things. Yeah. My boss, especially, he really was like very detail oriented. 
you know, and it's, mm. it's this whole thing of also getting used to that environment. Cause that's not a, that's not something I've, I've been around too much, you know, being very professional at all times and um, being very organized and working in like this corporate structure that they have, you know, it's very mm. different. It's not like things are free form and working like in a startup, which I've done in the past, yeah. but I haven't at like a very corporate level like this, but it was a really good experience. I met a lot of great people. Uh, our company is very international. So I got to meet a lot of international um, interns nice. as well. Especially from like Germany and stuff like that, which is really cool. Mm. Overall, I had a really good time. I, I really and I made made some good money. So that's all. <laughs> that's all that matters. I've never made money, <laughs> like at all. Like that's just being a student. You know, all you know about is spending money, getting yeah. loans, spending money. Try but, not to spend money. Yeah, but it was a really nice feeling to make like a decent amount of money to where I felt comfortable. Like it's a really great place to be. Yeah. So yeah, hopefully looking to, uh, you know, find work again in a year's time. But Can you yeah, hear that, good time. You see? Now people are gonna be like, <laughs> they're just making Mr. sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So great. Overall, good summers. Because now you're done with the MCAT as yeah. well, so you're free. Me, I'm back here doing school. It's very different this year. I kind of know what I want out of school, so I'm also taking it kind of easy. So we're going full force with the podcast thing. So hopefully this thing should be more consistent as well for the audience. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, there won't be such a huge, massive break. God, I bet we'd like sound older too. Yeah. <laughs> like, wow, this guy's changed a lot. So much experience. <laughs> yeah, though. No, um, it's also a different environment. If you guys notice a different tone, because mm. now we're at home. Now oh. we're now we're comfortable. Well, also, hopefully we'll have a, we'll have a better studio set up here yeah. as well. That was the problem before. We were kind of, uh, kind of like nomads, yeah, <laughs> walking around trying to find a decent place to record. We had to worry about security kicking us out. Yeah, but yeah. dude, no, we're just okay. gonna look back at those times with fondness, you know. Yeah, <laughs> good times, good two <laughs> bro, this, episodes. But this podcast three, calm down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. so we got some topics to talk about. Yeah, because a lot's hap- been happening lately. Yeah, man. Right? Well, breaking news: there's an active shooter in Las Vegas. Oh this is god. happening right now. Oh my god! I don't know. If, I don't know if he's killed anybody. Why do we keep on bringing up sad mass? That's just what it is, bro. I just got a notification Thanks. that the SWAT team showed up. Because <laughs> remember the last one we did, we talked about all that stuff in Manchester was happening. Oh yeah, Ariana Grande. Yeah, it was a it, it was a really rough time, and it was during Ramadan too. That's right. It was rough. It was really rough. That's right. Uh, but as you can see, after Ramadan, things kind of like calmed down. You know, it's just, it's just been good. Actually, there hasn't been a lot of, like, mass. Um, sh- oh, Either that, that or they haven't been reporting. No, no, no. There actually wasn't there, like, a Republican baseball game or something? Oh, yeah. Uh, it was during the summer. I remember that was a big thing. Was it a shooting or was it this guy going crazy with a baseball bat? Because uh, I, I heard it was melee. Let's look this up. Dude, this is the thing. I shouldn't, I shouldn't be talking about things. I totally forget the details of that. Uh. Um. So you should be looking but, Republican baseball game shooting. Shooting. Yeah, it yeah. was a shooting. Yeah, yeah. Tw- yeah, the 27th congressional baseball shooting. Yeah, this was this was crazy in Virginia. Yeah. Zach, who's Steve Scalise? Zach or, Barth. That's right. Yeah, one person got shot. 
shit. And yeah, I just remember this was the biggest thing that, like, this was one of the bigger things that happened. Because when you mentioned the shooting, I was like, man, when was the last time we had a shooting? Because usually these things happen in, like... Yeah, they happen, like, once a week. Yeah. Like, well, they were happening very, very frequently at one point, And it seemed like it kind of died down. Yeah, until Trump came, and then they died down. <laughs> Oh, and there was Charlottesville too. Oh, where, Charlottesville where people, was a yeah. fucking shit sh- shit show. Yeah, dude, dude, this summer was. What was the gnarly. hell was up with that? Actually, at my job this summer, they had a TV in the cafe, and um, every single time I walked by it, breaking news. Breaking and, news, and it became it became like a meme almost within like the <laughs> interns. Every time we're like, "Hey, did you go to the breaking news room?" Because every, <laughs> every, every single time we walked in there on on CNN would be on. Like, I guess they didn't want to change it to anything. There's always just be breaking news breaking. after breaking news. After I mean, news. that's how they get ratings. Fox News. I have. Uh, I get. I get uh, push notifications from Fox News too. Why? Why would you do that to yourself? No, just like just so I'm not closed minded. I, I like to see all news outlets. I have CNN. I have. Hey, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, I just Al Jazeera. I got. No, I don't Guardian. mind. I don't mind hearing the other side. I just don't like hearing Fox News side. No, I I, I just <laughs> like to see how they market to their to their mm. audience because for yeah. them it's just breaking news holy shit yeah. this is happening yeah I mean, CNN will say the same news story but in a more relaxed way mm, like right. this happened but it'll still say breaking news which is the thing like, no how- CNN won't say breaking news they, they, they use that very sparingly but Fox really? News like they go almost every day is breaking news but it just kind of devalues like that statement breaking news because usually when breaking news it, happened it, it was like it, it was a presidential address it right? would devalue it to people who actually pay attention but yeah. to people like who watch fox to them you put f- breaking news mm. they'll just automatically just tune in yeah it's kind of unfortunate yeah. oh, god i hated that fox and I hated, I hated walking by that tv it was it would be on my way to my to my corner office and i just be like god dang guess who's on <laughs> fox and friends don't tell me. It's, it's your girl. It's your girl. It's my girl. It's, yeah. <laughs> What's your name? I keep forgetting. Tell, <laughs> tell me Loren. Tell me Loren. Oh, me, God. Tell me Loren. The thing about uh, her, like, I hate her as a person, but mm-hmm. just, she's so, too, she's too damn fine to Okay, hate. here's the thing. Fox News does that a lot where they have very attractive yeah, women. It's so hard to hate her, dude. On, like, telling you the news. Yeah. And they're saying some weird stuff sometimes. And yet you're just like, oh, this attractive lady. Yeah. Too bad you're spewing nonsense. Yeah, most too bad. Time. Fucking just shit comes out of your mouth. <laughs> God damn. Oh man. Well, you know. Now wait, now I can see why you're I, tuning in. Now I can see. Why I don't tune in. I put her on mute and I just watch her. <laughs> Sometimes I just do that. It's crazy. That's that's. Hey man, why not? Why not, man? She's bad. But you're, yeah. You go for it, man. Um, <laughs> you, fo- you follow your dreams. <laughs> I'm going to follow my dreams. I'm going to get it one day. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I- I've honestly never heard her talk for, like, more than a minute. Every time it's on. She's I'm so gonna... angry all the time. That's... Maybe maybe I should tune in a little bit more. But as we talked about, I'm not a super political person. I don't. I, I just feel like these these issues are just not. They're just not talked about the right way. I remember a simpler time. Even though I was younger, I still realized that it's in were, extremes. They're all extremes. Yeah, it was a much simpler time. Right now, all the extremes have the loudest voices, and it's getting a little irritating mm. at, at some point. It reminds me of World War II, when everything mm-hmm. was in extremes. Yeah, yeah. I, um, you're talking about just like like news articles that were like very. I mean, exploitative. Just, just right? the way Hitler did things, you know. Oh, the way went that far. When when he came, yeah, like everybody went polar opposite. Right. There was no more moderates. 
you know? Yeah, yeah. That's very true. That's what... um. It was Nazis versus, like, people who were not Nazis. <laughs> yeah, no, people have been pinpointing that out. There's a lot of similarities now. Now, I'm not saying it's exactly the same, but there are similarities in the fact that, um, just like you said, the moderates are being are way more silent now, that um, when a very polarizing character like Trump comes into power, mm. um, he really, like just split like all all the groups besides really trump's camp really seems fractured right now yeah. um you can see that a lot especially with the democratic party right and the whole yeah. hillary clinton bernie sanders thing like whatever donald trump did was expertly crafted to where the democratic party literally dismantled itself where yeah. like the people of that constituency just they couldn't agree on anything and they were fractured and it gave someone like donald trump the ability to come into power and now those who follow him are the most unified right now and they have the loudest voice. And a lot of people say that that's very similar to what happened during that time in World War II when, you know, those groups who hmm. would speak out were fractured and were fighting amongst themselves or whatever. And now um, you got someone like Trump who's just really, his single message is the yeah. loudest one right now. It's really unfortunate. We hope people can kind of break from that. I yeah. feel like with the, the way politics have been right now, we kind of need a little bit of a reset. Yeah. And I hope that happens with the next presidential elections that come around. He's not really doing anything if you think about it. Like what's he doing other than the other than the Muslim ban? Politically he hasn't done much. Yeah. But like I think on a social level, he's really changed the way politics is done. You know, and the way people interact with people politics. aren't ashamed anymore. There's there's that. There's no shame. Yeah, no, th- th- that's definitely it. And Gosh, yeah, I, I feel like the way people discuss things now is way different. You know, it's very hard to almost have a civil discussion regarding politics anymore. Oh, shit. Breaking news. <laughs> this guy killed two people and 24 others injured what? in shooting a Las Vegas strip. He moved away uh, from Mandalay Bay. Wow. He's on the strip now. This guy is walking down. How, how come they haven't Bay. just shot this guy? Uh, this is happening right now. It's happening right now. Wow, we picked a heck of a time. Yeah. We th- this podcast has been put off for a little bit until we got <laughs> things ready to go. But wow, what a time! This yeah. is this is crazy. According to the L.A. Times, um, and it was our buddy's birthday. He was about to go to Las. Vegas he was about too. to go to Mandalay Bay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, I hope that if anyone's out there in Vegas, hope you guys are safe. Yeah, because- stay away from. It's not like this is live. I mean, not, not when they hear it, but right now we just want to let them know that, hey, just be safe out there. Yeah. Oh, wow. Wow. That's bizarre. That dude's crazy. He, he, but you know, you know, us Muslims, we're just like, we hope he's not, yeah. he's not dark skinned. I really hope he's not Muslim, bro. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah. It's really unfortunate we even have to say that, but yeah. But most, but mostly everyone just, I hope everyone is safe and I hope this guy gets, gets stopped at some point, you know? Yeah. I know. I know. Tomorrow, this is gonna be all over the place. Yeah, freaking. Jeez. Did you hear Jesus. about Saudi Arabia? Whoa. <laughs> now, now, now it's legal for women to drive cars. So good here, job, Saudi. Here's a music or Saudi Arabia hour. <laughs> oh, Every podcast, you need your little spot to just oh, Saudi put them on blast. But hey, no, this is actually a good one. You know what's crazy? People are clapping for this. They're like, oh, good job, Saudi Arabia. Yeah, well, just the fact that we it's 2017. Yeah, dude, you guys are 2,000 years too late. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they're getting applauded for this. Fuck you guys. All right. And that was Mohammed's Saudi Arabia Hour. And <laughs> <laughs> Next topic. <laughs>
No, no, it's it's good, man. Why do they do that though? Why no? Honestly, I think it's just damage control. I think I think there hasn't been a lot of good news coming out of Saudi Arabia. And now they're just like, hey, so let's now just, women can drive. I think I think they just throw a bone out there every once in a while. Can they just, vote over there? Do you know? Oh wait, there is no voting. Vote for a, who? They have a fucking <laughs> they, have, they, have this, they have a prince, they have a king. I don't even know what the hell's going on over there. It's a bunch of dickheads. Yeah, no, they don't there's no voting. Damn. <laughs> that was funny. There is no fucking voting. How do people not shit on Saudi more? I don't get it. I mean, that's that's one of the biggest, that's one of the funniest things about the Middle East. Is, is the that, media? The media doesn't really talk shit about them. Yeah. No one no one talks about them. I mean, you know, you, you listen to Fox News and, no, and CNN. Does. No one really talks about them. And yeah, when it comes to Iran, which is a democratic country, <laughs> hey, hey, talking about Iran. <laughs> uh, I mean, I just say that because it is, there. there is some like... It's a cognitive dissonance almost. You in know? Iran? No, like with, with how people perceive the Middle East. They're like, oh, Saudis are ally, but yet they are a monarchy. Oh, They are yeah. complete, like, I mean, you, you want to talk about religious control over the people. Like, that's what these people do, you know? Yeah. And then, and not only that, they're hypocrites too, while they're at it. Yeah. And then you have someone like Iran, who's actually a democratically run country where everyone can vote. And you have a presidential election. Now, granted, we have a supreme leader, which is maybe the biggest difference. Yeah. But at the same time, like, that's just because it's a country that has a religious side and also has a political side. He doesn't really do anything. Well, yeah. Well, that's what the supreme leader is, the Ayatollah. He's the, the spiritual leader of the country. Mm. And then you have the president who runs the political side. So there's two aspects to leadership. Yeah. So... It's something that in America, we don't really have that concept. And really. they clash a lot, too. And usually it's the president that... That wins the clash. At least that was the case with Mahmoud. Mahmoud. <laughs> oh, yeah, that guy. It was good times, man. Good, good times. times. Good times. Good times. <laughs> Imagine if Trump and Ahmadinejad were oh, that would be at the in, same time. That would be very interesting. I mean, at that time, it was... It was uh, just two morons. Was Bush? Was it Bush and Ahmadinejad at yeah, the same it was, time? Yeah. I mean, it was Bush and... Uh, was it Obama? Yeah, early, Obama was also... Early Obama during times. Ahmadinejad, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I remember people were just like, oh, we got what's going the world's going down. But little did they know yeah. we could go down further. <laughs> you go down further. <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah, so like I said, a little bit of cognitive dissonance, you know, it's a democratically democratically run country. We have presidents, you know, every four years a new president is elected, they can be reelected for another four years, just like America. It's strikingly similar in, mm. in that as in that aspect. Easy for us to understand. I mean, if as Americans yeah. to understand, but but yeah, no, Iran's Iran's scary, you know. But but you were in Iran. Yeah, recently. I was just there. Yeah, I mean, it's this time around. It was a different experience because yeah. now that we're grown up a little bit, mm-hmm. and I'm grown up, my cousins are grown up. They have wives, so I was hanging out with them most of the time, and we would. I would see how they live because mm. now they're 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 moved out of their parents' house. They're mm. they're living on their own, right. and now you see like how life gets hard in Iran. Mm. You know, yeah, I've heard. I mean, they have problems just like we have here with like unemployment. You know, and with a very young generation there who's finding it very difficult to have a successful job. Yeah, and they're pulling very odd jobs and just trying to. Yeah, you know, well, over make a there, life for themselves. over there, uh, like education doesn't really mean anything. Hmm. Really? Imagine how uh, so. Like over here, if you have a mechanical engineer, 
Mm-hmm. Like they their starting pay is like what, 60, 70? Okay. Like enough to have a normal Yeah, enough life. to like live a good life, you know. Mm-hmm. Over there, like a mechanical engineer, you're making like what two million tomas. What does that translate? Um like twenty thousand? Uh, like no. yearly. You're talking about yearly? No, I'm talking about monthly. Oh, monthly. So okay. like you're making like less than what is it? Four hundred dollars a month? Wow. Five hundred dollars? It's not a lot of money. Two million, two million tomorrow is not enough. Right. Yeah, but they just have millions. Is not is a little very yeah. different meaning over there. Yeah. It's, uh, it's. Wow. It's a tough time, dude. Really. Yeah. They were telling me my my eldest cousin's thirty years old, mm-hmm. and he's like, "There's no way I'm having a kid." Yeah. Oh, I mean, it's so funny because people in America are having the same kind of feelings. Is it, is it yeah, same? a little bit. Like people are having kids a lot later. Um. I feel than like was possible, at least especially in my parents' time. Hmm. In my parents' time, you could have you could have a kid um, in your twenties. You could be making like five thousand a month, and you could probably live in a live in a decent place and support your family. Like, is, it, is it the generation, or is I it? I mean, it's a lot of. Is things. it just a different time? It's just. I mean, it's different. Obviously, like the prices of things go up, but the uh, salaries don't increase. Salaries don't increase. Jobs are harder to find. Jobs are now being outsourced robotics coming into play you know, you know all these things are happening mm-hmm. right um it's, it also depends on the economy right like during like clinton's time the economy was in a very different place mm-hmm. you know than it was than it is now so mm-hmm. like i was born in 92 right so at that time it was very different than now post you know obama post trump or trump yeah i mean <laughs> trump time. Dur- during trump yeah uh trump's era um yeah, I th- I think those are those are the big big things. But you, this is also very r- new, right? Like the stuff about Iran, because you just yeah. came back. Like yeah. you were, you were there for like what a month, a month, month. And, yeah, yeah um, just just a month, and you came back like a week ago. Yeah, still a little jet lag. Still a little jet lag. So this is like fresh off, yeah. fresh off the plane. You're telling us what's going on. Oh over man, there. the plane ride is so shitty. Where what airlines? Um, Emirates. Oh, I mean Emirates. Yeah, it's, it's pretty good shout out to emirates <laughs> oh <laughs> a good shout out to the goal yeah but just flying in 16 hours from los angeles to right. uh, uh, dubai right it's just it's so it's too much dude right well, at least you probably caught up on some good movies though right i hate movies dude what? i i can't who says that i mean who not, says- not <laughs> that i hate movies it's just i can't sit down for mm. like two hours like Two or three hours just watch a movie in mm. one sitting. Maybe I can do it in uh, in like the actual theater. Mm. But I, I was, can't. I was, about, I was about to say, how do you even get? To no, it? I do. But sometimes I force myself to watch it. Yeah, you know, like enough. if like a friend or someone wants to mm. take me to the movies, mm. I'll just suck it up and just do it. Mm, but gotcha. at home, I have to pause it. Mm. I can't. Good. So don't plan any movie trips with you. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, no. Yeah. I mean, if it's a good movie, like 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 Logan. Oh, that's probably I the did, last movie I saw. I watched that you. movie on the way there and on the way back. Wow, you liked it that much. Yeah. Huh? Okay. It was dope. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So great. So Iran is having its difficulties, but yeah, overall, it's so polluted, dude. Jesus Christ. Yeah. It wasn't like that when I when I when I when I was there when last, last time. Last time you went two two years ago. Two years ago. Okay. Yeah, Iran changes a lot. This time I went. You, you you can feel your lungs like you're like you're. It feels like you're mm. smoking almost. Yeah, and you know what's funny? My family actually used, they have a house up in the mountains, 
right? Yeah. And up there, the air used to actually be really good. I remember when I, the very first time I ever went to Iran, I was like suffocating. Like my eyes were burning. Damn. Because of just, it was in the summer too. It was just so awful. I never experienced a place. I've never gone to the Middle East besides that. And I was mm. like, oh my God, what the, what is this? This is so bad. And then we would go up into the mountains and I'd be fine because yeah. it was away from a lot of the pollution, a lot of the cars, a lot of the traffic. Because Iran is like, at, at least in Tehran, which is what, or you are from, or your family's from, or my family's from, it is just, it's like New York. Yeah. But like New York, but like the size of like LA. There's no it's, suburbs. It's crazy. Yeah, it's just, it's just downtown city. after downtown yeah. after downtown. It's just, it's just so packed. Yeah. And now it's even busier than ever because people just start migrating to, to the cities. But yeah, the, the hills and the mountains there were really nice to live in. And now when I went like about like a year ago, mm-hmm. it was even bad up there. Like, I was, like, still even feeling it up there. I was like, oh, God, I can't believe it. It came up. It's, it's, <laughs> the, the smog moved up. Yeah, it's, <laughs> up it's in bad night. shape right now, man. Yeah. And, and like, people aren't, aren't having kids either. So mm. the, the population is going to shift towards, an, like, older, a older, very older population. Mm-hmm. And also the, 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 the total population number is going to decrease. Like, that's what they're saying. It's going to mm. go from 80 million people to 50. Wow, really? And that's what they're hmm. projecting that these like these many people are not having kids. Interesting. You know, it's very scary. Interesting. Yeah. I mean that that's kind of very it feels like it's a lot of like modern countries though are like that. You think about Japan, it's very much in like kind of the same area, but for different reasons. Japan or yeah, China? Japan. Huh. Yeah. China's different. Like they can't let people have more than one kid. Yeah. And I think in most cases they don't even want, want people to have kids. <laughs> yeah. There's so many people there. Um but no, Japan is like that where it's a very older population oh. and the younger population isn't, you know. It's because of their diet. Well, there's a lot of things going on there. I think it's also like the social aspect yeah. of things, you know. Men are more, you know, reclusive and they, they have different outlets for like, mm. um, you know, having that interaction, I you know, see. with the opposite gender, which is very, it's very interesting over there. Like, I don't know all the full details, but I hear a lot of crazy things about Japan and you know, I heard there's a there's a special diet in one of their islands. I forgot the name of the island, but mm. they're they're pretty much just vegan, really. And but they have meat like every once in a while. I think they have pork. Like I bet it's really annoying to live there. But I bet it, everyone just just tells you they're vegan. But like the average age, like not average age, but they live up to at least a hundred. Wow, no kidding. Yeah, like that's normal to be a hundred hmm. over there. Wow, I've never heard of that. I might I look like into that. their diet, see what's going on. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> do, do, do you think you could do a vegan diet? I think I could. Okay. I'm actually, I've been thinking about it for some time. There's a lot of guys at my gym mm-hmm. that are vegan and they don't give two shits about animals. They just like, they just like the way they feel now. Mm, they're energetic. They don't feel sluggish. They feel stronger. Really? Yeah. Wow. Hmm. Yeah, dude. Maybe we should try it out. I met a, I met a girl over the summer while I was working was also vegan. Yeah. So like us as the interns would go out to eat somewhere and then we'd always have to go somewhere that has options. And in doing so, we found actually a lot of good vegan places. And I was actually very impressed by the type of food you can get as, as a vegan. Because I mean, you can imagine to actually have a restaurant that's vegan, you got to make sure you're good. Yeah, <laughs> you got to make good, sure dude. you're really good. Yeah. And you're really creative yeah, exactly. with your food too. It's not just like burgers, cheese, lettuce, yeah. tomato, boom. It's like, you gotta get a little crafty with yeah. it, which is what I like. Vegans, pretty mm. much, you can, it's, it's nothing from the animal at all. Yeah, 
Damn. But see, I can't, I can't do dairy. Like dairy is like something that's a part of almost like all my meals, which I've realized after, after yeah. thinking about going vegan, I was like, I like milk in my things. Uh, <laughs> a lot I of don't. things have milk. <laughs> I don't. Or, or, well, you're lactose. Yeah, I'm so, lactose. Oh, dude, this would be simple for you. No, but you also, you can't have eggs. Uh, yeah, there you and go. And egg, I've been, I've been eating four eggs every morning for the past like 10 years. Yeah, so, that, that would be hard. I'd yeah. imagine. <laughs> I'll probably just keep the eggs. Yeah, well, you can substitute with like spinach and mushrooms and spinach and mushrooms. Get the fuck out! <laughs> I need, I need my eggs, bro. Fair enough. Fair enough. Wow, we went on a tangent. Yeah, where the fuck did we go? Where, where were we? We're at Iran trip. Yeah, but overall, you had a good time in Iran. I'm guessing. Yeah, it was. Still, still it was eventful. Time. Yeah. Oh, it was really funny actually. Me and Amuzagar and. In pure narcissistic fashion, we're listening to our old podcast yeah. because neither of us have actually listened to it in a while. Um, just to remember what we were talking about, and it's also interesting just to hear how we like changed as we do the podcast. And I totally forgot that Muhammad, you had this part where you talked about going to Iran yeah. and the things that happened. Like, but parents give you all this stuff that is not yours. The same you, thing happened coming back. You just take like three, four <laughs> different suitcases with things you don't even know what's in them. Yeah. And I remember just. The look on his face was just like... Because the same thing I'm, happened I'm coming into, this time. <laughs> the same thing happened, dude. You're just like, God, I'm a genius. It's just exactly... <laughs> beat for beat, all the things that he laid out in the past podcast. Yeah. You go back, I think it was in the uh, second or first podcast. I think it was the second episode. Yeah, you were talking about going to Iran, and he was like, this is exactly what happened to me. <laughs> same thing, dude. Same I was thing, at baggage time. claim, right? I was at baggage claim. At this point, no one sees your passport yet. Yeah. You're just some dude looking for his bags. Mm-hmm. Once I get my bags, I see this this guy. Hey, how you doing? Let me see your passport. <laughs> I'm like, ah, oh, fuck you, man. Here's my fucking passport. Was he bald too? No, this no. guy. <laughs> this guy. I think he was Mexican or something. But he's like, let me see your, let me see your passport. But he was being nice. He wasn't being a dick. Hmm. You know. I was like, here you go. Here's my pass. You know. Oh, where were you? What's your major? Oh my God, what? He, <laughs> no, because he's, he's just trying to gauge how my voice sounds when I lie. Like, that's what these guys do. They want to ask you some basic mm. questions. What's your name? How old are you? And he'll ask you, what were you doing overseas? Mm. He wants to see if the frequency of like your voice changes. Classic lie, lie detecting yeah. techniques. Like, yeah. Apparently, these guys are trained in some bullshit art. <laughs> I, I just gave him nothing. I just I just left. Mm. But I, I'm pretty sure these guys are supposed to be mean to you because I have not met a single nice, what are those guys T- called? TSA? No, border, not, border the, patrol? not the TSA guys. Border patrol? This is when you're, uh, you're, when you're getting back into the country. Right. They're like border. The, the, he wasn't no. a TSA. He, I think he was a cop. I think this is security. Oh, just straight he up wasn't, a cop? He wasn't TSA. He was oh, something okay. else. Usually, I think it's called border patrol. Are they border patrol? Yeah, like the guys who are at like the desk who look at your passport. No, not the desk guys. Oh. This is this is this is a baggage claim. Gotcha, There's gotcha, a bunch gotcha. of cops hanging out. Okay, so you're in the country at that point. I'm in the, the then they're then they're secure. They're just cops. Yeah, yeah. but also the TSA guys who check your passport. You, yeah. went, you know, you you got back to the country mm. after like not speaking English for a month. You want us to talk English? Yeah, you're like, hey, what's up, bro? You know, you want to yeah. <laughs> You want to speak with someone with this, yeah. who has the same norm that you're that you're used to, yeah, and these guys are just being dicks, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, where the fuck were you this past month? And you give them your Iranian you get, passport? No, I don't. Or give, your English, no, or your you, American one. No, you, only, you only give the American one. Yeah. But if they ask where'd you go, you gotta tell them you're wrong. Yeah, you know, you right. can't say, oh, um, I just stayed in Dubai. You can't lie about that. They'll find out. Yeah, they'll find <laughs> out. And they'll 
they'll give you a good one. So yeah. And then I was actually at this uh the part where they where they ask you do you have any fruit or mm. whatever, do you have any animals with you? I'm like, why the fuck would I have animals? First of all. But yeah. And then um there's there's uh two empty aisles, right? And mm. I'm the I'm the first one in line. I'm trying to decide which one to go to. Mm. And the guy and the guy's a fucking douchebag. He was like, choose one or we're gonna choose it for you. I was like, under my breath, I was like, you're you fucking dick. You know, but if you heard me, you could have like just sent me. Yeah, that that's immediate extra extra search right yeah. there. But they're gonna send me anyways, like they did. <laughs> oh, you got extra search? Of course, bro. Every time. Oh I told you, man, every time. That's that's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> and then again, again, me, I've never experienced this. So for me to hear that again from someone who's no. practically very similar lives for the most part no. it's just so funny to hear that you get checked every single time every <laughs> single time dude. it's because it's i wear all black when i go on vacation <laughs> i i'm stupid dude <laughs> i'm stupid and my beard was huge too when i came back oh, oh classic mistake yeah yeah <laughs> what do they do they ask you more questions or do they actually yeah, just like keep asking questions like and then there's a pat down and then mm-hmm. they they search through your bag Hmm. And okay. then uh, they ask you, like, what's in it, right? And I didn't know what's in my fucking bag, bro. I didn't know that they put these... Uh, Did they bring, they brought all your bags? Yeah, that's what, claim? that's what they do. Yeah. So you, wow. you have your bags at baggage claim, and they tell you go to, like, uh, row A or row B. I'm always row A for some reason. <laughs> so I go to row A, and then I go and I put my bags in the scanner, and then the lady at the desk, because she's actually really nice. She said, um, do you have any like this and that and that? I'm like, nope, nope, nope. Maybe. Like, you know? <laughs> Maybe but not. I, but I don't know these are in my bag. Yeah. Like They just put it in my stuff and they don't mm. tell me. Mm. And then they open it and they say, oh, you said you didn't have this. I was like, oh, fuck. I, they, I, I they, forgot. Sorry, they being your parents. They yeah, don't tell they you. being my parents. <laughs> they just send shit with me. And I oh, keep telling man. them, don't send me shit. So how long does this process take? These extra searches, like uh, how much of your? It depends on how many. The thing is, like this line is made of solely of people who came from Iran and people who are coming from China. Uh, so it's pretty much Persians and Chinese. Wow. Yeah, and it the line like, and the line hey, is pretty long. Like, hey, <laughs> in the line. <laughs> hey, what's up? Yeah. So, and uh-huh. then it's just, it's just an extra thirty minutes on you. Thirty dude. minutes. Yeah. That's still annoying, yeah. especially when you're traveling for 16 hours on a 16 flight. 16 hours. All you want to do is go home. Yeah, oh, I, I bet. I but, bet. But good thing, I have a friend who lives like two minutes from LAX. Oh, nice. So like, I, I would just go outside first and then call him just so he doesn't waste time. Oh. Yeah, yeah. LAX is... Oh. Yeah, they're like that over there. But hey, man, you got it back safe and sound. You know, nothing crazy happened. Yeah. No, no, no bans to keep you out. Yeah, I'm a citizen, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> Yeah, man, you never know. <laughs> Either that or some some new political thing happens with Iran. Because you know, Trump's that's been, what I was scared of. Because Trump's also been messing with this Iran deal a lot. Yeah. You know, he hates it. He hates the living crap out of that out of that deal. Yeah. So that was another thing I was worried about. Is if something happened with that, I was like, yeah, thing, they're gonna make it no easier. Yeah. And I was hearing about all these hurricanes overseas. Oh yeah, you were yeah. yeah, that's right. Um it was actually right towards the end of my internship where I remember hmm. all like the first one happened in Texas, like everyone was like it was right when Isa was coming. You know, everyone was all scared of what was going to happen in Texas. I have a couple buddies who live in Houston as well and Houston got hit pretty hard. Yeah. Um that was yeah, that was a very interesting season where it was just 
natural disaster, version. natural disaster, earthquakes happening in Mexico where yeah. like buildings were falling down. The, I was like, well, if we're we're getting our this is God's retribution. <laughs> Did they get their tsunami, or that didn't happen? Because I I heard they they're supposed to get a tsunami. Mexico? Yeah, like after the earthquake, it was mm. supposed to come shortly after. Um, I didn't hear anything about the tsunami. Me, so. me neither. Usually, like if there's a big earthquake that happens somewhere, it's some other country that mm. they say gets like a tsunami warning. Oh man! Right? I swear, if Japan gets it, that no. sucks. They, they just they had a tsunami not too long ago. Yeah, I don't think they. I think there's an earthquake in Mexico. I don't think it would hit. It would go towards Japan. Who knows? Dude. I think there's an these, earthquake. These are, these are strange times. Yeah, 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 yeah. Puerto Rico got fucked and nobody gives a shit. That's right. Yeah, yeah there's a huge, huge like relief yeah. effort going on yeah. there. Um, I honestly, it was so it wasn't talked about so much, but I just heard it because of like some basketball players were like doing stuff for yeah. it. What happened there? It was just another this is hurricane. Stephen Colbert talks about this a lot. Uh, he's just like they have no power. Mm. Like apparently they're not gonna have power for like three months. Okay, I heard about that. You know, which is that really blows. Yeah. Oh my god! And they're right there. Like they got all the shitty part of the hurricane, wow. like the actual storm mm. and stuff. So, so that's that. And then like they're Jeez. and the citizens over there are just like they don't really care about us. So mm. it's like Hurricane Katrina now, right? So they're god. just stuck there. Unbelievable. Yeah, that's right. Gosh, and Florida I've, got some heat too. Right, and everyone's just looking towards the president, trying to see what he's gonna. Like, his what he a, to his say. approval rating went up. Did you hear about went that? Went up. It went up to like forty-one percent. Wow! Like, you, uh, like he, when he went to Houston, did he did he stop going on Twitter? Is that? What? I don't know. I don't have him on. I don't even have him. <laughs> I just, no, no, but he he actually it was because of this. Yeah, because but before all this, before the storms and stuff, his his approval rating was like in the twenties. Wow, it was like the lowest ever presence ever had. Dude, do you think the government can control the weather? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I knew it. I, yes, I think they can. I knew you were going to say that. I think they can. Oh my God. Because what is there to control? You want to control the clouds, right? Uh huh. Go on. That's all I got. <laughs> like, there's, there has to be a way to control the clouds. I'm not crazy, bro. I've ever I've heard of this. I forgot what the term is called, but. Some people I've heard I've read like what's article. the property of the cloud? I mean, yeah, I mean, I could see how people can think it can happen, but to create a hurricane, I think is very. I don't know if they can create a hurricane, but it, I but I know that they're, they're they're working on controlling clouds. Okay, but I, but hurricanes, I don't I don't well, know. Well, I forgot what it was called. What's it called? Netting something. Netting? No, no, no. It's some cloud something. I, I forgot what it's called. But I, because I've, I've read, I can't believe I actually saw articles about this. Yeah. Where they're like, I'm, this is a real thing. The government dude. can like manipulate, yeah. you know, the climate in some way, clouds especially. I don't know about the climate. Yeah. But maybe, okay. maybe, maybe ah, not even the weather. But in any case, these hurricanes came at a pretty opportune moment it, for this, this cloud control bullshit. It's supposed to just harvest water okay. because clouds have water right yes. so they they try to pull the clouds towards their city so let's say you're in like two countries that are adjacent to each other and okay. one country who has this technology would steal the clouds from hmm. the other country wow. and they would and they would pretty much be stealing their water now we're going down the rabbit hole there it is <laughs> there it is bro <laughs> this is a real thing man all right 
You heard it here first. No, you probably didn't hear it here first. But I, I, I've heard some people talking about this recently, and I was like, "Wow, this is really picking up ground." People really think anything can happen at this point. Yeah, <laughs> wow, it's really unbelievable. But yeah, so the hurricane happened. Trump's approval rating went up forty in the forty percent, dude. That's crazy. I mean, sure. Only because he showed up to Houston. Mm. Well, I mean, like, good job, dude. You did it. I mean, I, to be honest, you just kind of expect that out of someone who leads the country yeah. like come on you gotta be there like you gotta go to the ground floor yeah but he he got applauded for something that he had to do you know right and that's that's the problem it's like me getting like getting uh praise for i don't know doing my homework or like paying the rent <laughs> i have to do these things <laughs> yeah it's, it's pretty much from the i mean imagine if he did nothing then it's like okay dude you're just a bad person yeah like come on what, just the, the, just like the the what is it uh, I lost my train of thought. It's okay. It happens on the show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I still remember the um, the Joel the Joel Austin thing that happened during the hurricane. You know who I'm talking Joel about? Austin. He's the TV evangelist. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a great story. I forgot about that guy because you know there is a religious aspect to our show as well hmm. to some degree. Some degree. <laughs> and I remember it was a big deal when Joel uh, Joel Austin he had the doors locked to his mega church and he wouldn't allow people in because he said that there was like a water hazard going on inside of the church. What a bullshit guy. Yeah. And I remember there was this video put up by this guy and he was like, they locked the doors. Look at all these cars, you know, Joel Austin and his people are in there, but he won't let everyone in. And it was like the church was also in this exact location where it wasn't being flooded and it could have saved people. And then immediately as that happened, like afterwards, it was just a whole bunch of damage control on Joel. Damn, dude, what a bitch. <laughs> I mean, again, I wasn't there. I don't know exactly what happened. But from what it sounded like, it kind of seemed a little shady. Of course. A little, a little shady. Especially because like... He, he, like, he just want to... He didn't want people in his church. Because that's the thing. Usually when stuff like this happens, usually people prepare. So you can imagine that like if there's a little bit more hindsight that people would be brought in before all the hurricane stuff happened. So, like, I mean, I don't know. That's just me. But I remember there was a lot of mosques that were actually going on Twitter and saying, like, hey, our doors are open. And I remember that was really funny. Yeah. I was like, oh, snap. Oh, snap. Yeah. But, I mean, again, I don't know how many mega mosques there are yeah. down there. <laughs> Speaking of mosques, we just went for the first time in what's... Mm. I haven't been in the mosque in one year. Well... Wow. Was, it, was the last time you went? No, I've been. I've gone to the mosque. Oh, you've been? Yeah, yeah, I've been. Um, that's not. I'm not. I'm not, not trying to say anything, but yeah. like you know, um, for me though, I I realized that when I moved out of my parents' place, <laughs> that it was very hard for me to like stay on top of it because I I realized <laughs> that I have no idea what the Muslim calendar was going on in the Muslim calendar yeah. <laughs> very often. Very much before, like, we talked about Ramadan and how my mom would be like, hey, you coming to Ramadan? I'd be like, wait, wait. Like, you know, I had no idea when it was. Yeah. Very similar case where, like, some the times where people mostly go to the mosque is when a certain, like, event or holiday or something like that is going on. Yeah. Because, at least for me, there isn't one, like, super nearby. And I'm mostly busy with, like, finishing up my master's, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so today, me and Muzaga, we've been going, actually, a couple, we went a couple days because... It is uh, the 10th of Muharram. And for people who don't know, Muharram, Muharram 
Let's say that with a proper accent. Not Muharram. <laughs> Muharram is, uh, I believe it's the first month. It's the first month, yeah. Of the Islamic calendar. Um, and it's also a very particular time, uh, especially for Shia Muslims. And if so if, for uh, a lot of the Sunni brothers and sisters out there, uh, Muharram is not really that big of a deal. Uh, it's just another month. But for Shia, it's a very important time because this is the month where um, uh, the Prophet's grandson, he had two grandsons. Um, this one, his name was Hussein, Hussein ibn Ali. Um, he, it's, it's actually a very interesting story because um, a lot of people say it has, holds a lot of relevance, especially depending on what point in, what, what's happening at that point in time. Hmm. Uh, I remember when Saddam was in power, a lot of people were pointing to the story of uh, Hussein uh, because his story was all about uh, the corruption that was happening within the Muslim world. And this, oh. is, this is years after the Prophet has died. They compare Saddam to Yazid? They, well, no, it's, it's, the, it's the message of this story. So, oh. so let, me, let me discuss it for those of you who don't know it. So essentially, um, a certain family, uh, the Umayyads, uh, as they were called, they were a clan as well within Saudi Arabia. Um, they really came into power after the Prophet died. Um, you had a couple caliphs, right? You had Abu Bakr, you had Omar, you had uh, Ali, who was the Prophet's um, cousin, cousin uh, and who was the first uh, first Shia really leader um, after the Prophet. Um, and then you had um, Uthman, and now Uthman is the start of the Umayyads. Like that was his clan, right? Um, and after- I, think, I think Uthman was before. No, it was, it was he was after. He was after. Yes, he was. Oh, shit. Yes. Okay. Um, wait. Am I, oh, sorry. No, you're totally right. I'm right, right? No, no, you're totally right. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Sorry. It's like 12 a.m. right now. Oh. And, I'm, and, I'm losing, and I'm losing my train of thought. But no, you're... <laughs> yeah. So he was the fourth sorry. one. Yes. Ali was the fourth. I'm so sorry. So it went Abu Bakr, Omar, Uthman. And then he was... It was pretty much a mutiny of mm-hmm. <laughs> fun Uthman. Uh, and, then it was, and then it was Ali. And this is where things get gets really complicated within the Muslim world, because yeah. even within the Sunni school, uh, with the you know Sunni brothers and sisters, there are four rightly guided caliphs after the Prophet, which are those four. Yeah. And then after that, it gets kind of muddled, yeah. and then the history gets all confusing. So after after um, Ali uh, dies, he's he's martyred. He he's he's killed. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we have this family that comes into power that was of the family of of Uthman, which are the Umayyads. And this family um, slowly and slowly got, was probably one of the more corrupt, hmm. <laughs> probably one of the, they were the most corrupt family to, I think, have power of the Islamic empire at the time. Because okay. this was a very powerful thing, Islam. You know, it just took over that whole region. And you had these people who were Bedouins who were walking around like this, you know, traveling from city to city. And all of a sudden they were in control of an empire. Mm. A very rapid shift had happened in the, in the Arab world. So you had the Umayyads. So after, after Ali, there was Muawiyah who actually had a, there was a civil war going on actually between him and Ali. And after Muawiyah, there was his son Yazid. And so this is where the story of Hussein comes into play. Uh, so Hussein being the the grandson of the prophet, um, the the prophet's family for the Shia community for the Shias is very are very important. They're considered to be one of the most pious individuals, uh, infallible levels. Hmm. Uh, these people are um, partly because they grew up with the prophet, like 
they grew up with the Prophet being the head of the household okay. and teaching them. So if you wanted to learn about Islam, it would mo- only make sense, at least from a Shia perspective, that you'd go to the family of the Prophet because mm-hmm. they would most likely know his teachings better than anyone else because they, they spend the most time with the Prophet when he was alive. So um, so there's very impo- there's a lot of importance put on it from a Shia perspective. Um, from the Sunni perspective, it's not so much. It's more like, you know, they didn't want... Islam to be or Islam shouldn't have been a monarchy, mm-hmm. you know. It shouldn't have just been the family of the prophet in charge. As soon as the prophet died, um, at least that's that's from what I've gathered their perspective. So anyway, with the Umayyads, you have Yazid who's in power now, but with Yazid came a, a, a lot of changes in the Islamic world. This time, there's a lot of corruption. Even in the time of Uthman, there's a lot of nepotism. That stuff sort of was amplified during Muawiyah, then later on Yazid's time. He was a very eccentric person right he did a lot mm-hmm. of extra he was very extravagant person did a lot of a lot of things using the money of the people a lot there were stories of him having monkeys and <laughs> you know eating a lot of food he was considered a large man you know um things were very different during this time and it's not a very well it's not a very talked about era in the muslim world either hmm. uh which makes it all the more interesting uh she is and sunnis have a lot of problems during this time because she is feel like this part of history is kind of looked over and yet we amplify it sort of during this time of Muharram. Oh, I see. Yeah. So pretty much uh, Yazid wanted, wanted the support of the prophet's family, right? Yeah. He wanted them to acknowledge him. Allegiance. They, allegiance. Yeah. But they wouldn't do it. Uh, Imam was saying by no means would ever let whatever the, the corruption that was going on um, in the Muslim empire, to be something that he was a part of in any way whatsoever. And so what, transcri- what transpired was a story of uh, Imam Hussein with his family essentially being tricked to going out of the sanctuary that was uh, Mecca, mm-hmm. right? You know, the the black cube, right? Yeah. It's a very important place because you actually, no sin can really happen in that area, you know? Like you can't shed blood when, yeah. you're, when you're there. Okay, no Muslim would ever transgress against that rule. And so Yazid, Yazid couldn't do anything about the Prophet's family. That was the thing. Like, he couldn't do anything with them there. Like, he wouldn't leave. Um, but there was a city that said, it was the city called Kufa. And essentially... Uh, a Fucking message, Kufans. Yeah, so, the, uh, <laughs> so a message was passed over to the Prophet that said, there is an army waiting for you in Kufa. Like, the people in Kufa are ready to support you if you come to Kufa. Oh, that's what and, happened. And we will rise up against Yazid, who has taken control of the Muslim Empire. That's this is a, this is a very condensed version. Okay. And also, I'm not too like spot. I'm not too like precise on all the little details, but this is essentially the cliff notes of it. Okay. So this is what this is what sort of starts that movement of of Hussein and his his group. And this is the first day Kufa. of Muharram. This is day one, right? When they start traveling. I'm not sure about the timeline exactly, but it's a roughly roughly okay. around that. Um, why is it 10 days then like what's day one what happens day actually one? no actually i think this was before the 10 days i think the 10 days start when the battle starts no the battle no. was not 10 days bro well no it wasn't something that happened all in one day it was like there's a lot of standoff happening right i think that was in like three days you sure yeah maybe, maybe i'm just off on my history probably would have been a good idea to look this up but these details aren't really that that super important to like the point i'm pretty sure the, the first story. day is when he starts traveling is it yeah that's that's, a, that's pretty far because apparently he wanted to go 
after New Year's or on New Year's. Because hmm. I see. Yeah, I'm, I see. I'm not sure. But there's no way a battle lasts 10 days. Well, I mean, it wasn't like straight battling. It was like a lot of back and forth. Like So so here's the thing that happened. So as the Hussein and his group, I believe it was like, what was it? Like seven, what was the exact number oh, yeah, um, of people? 73, 72? It was like 73 like men. 72. Right. 72, yeah. And a lot of like women and children who were with him. Yeah. Uh, traveling with him. And so... Um, this was essentially what happened was this was a big ploy in the end that to, to get him out of, to get him out of Mecca because uh, as he later found out, no one in Kufa was ready to revolt against Yazid. Damn. Um, but what happened was, is that Yazid's army was set up to block them as soon as they came, as soon as they, they migrated uh, or tried to go to Kufa. And this area in particular is very important because it was, they were blocking the Euphrates river. Oh, uh, from okay. from Hussein and his camp, and if you don't know, in that area it's all desert. Mm. But there's like the, the you know the Euphrates River, which people get their water from, and so essentially um, they were stuck in this place called Karbala, right? Yes. There is like right, yeah. um, and this area is now a very it's like a sanctuary for Shias. Every every year, millions upon millions of people go to Karbala. More people go to Karbala than they go to Mecca. Yeah, then they go to Hajj. That's crazy. It's, I forgot how many millions of people it is, but it's a staggering number. It's five for million this event. that go to Karbala, five million, and I think it's three million that go to Hajj. Okay, okay. Well, I, I, I want to look up the numbers for this year because that yeah. would be very interesting. I don't know if people would know yet because it's you know it just happened. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so what happens is is that uh, Hussein and his 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 group are stuck without water for days because they're being cut off. Uh, by Yazid's armies. And we're talking about women and children who aren't drinking any water for days. Like, that's one of the things people lament about is, like, just think about how they had nothing to drink and nothing, you know. They were they were being tortured, pretty much, stuck in this area, uh, not moving, right? And this is the thing, like, Hussein wasn't... Like, in Islam, you can't transgress. Like, you can't just go and fight people, right? Yeah. So, like, they were stuck. They didn't know what to do, right? Because they were being blocked from moving or else they'd be killed. And they couldn't get any water. So it was pretty much something that was either you kill them or he submits, right, to Yazid. So it's a very sad story because as the days progress and there's fighting that occurs uh, with the 70-some men that Hussein has and thousands, as it is recorded, Yazid had thousands of men in army. I'm pretty sure that's exaggerated. But in, in any case, the man had an army. He had access yeah. to more people, like people yeah. he paid off. I'd say to fight. I say he had. He brought a thousand people with him. At least it was at least a thousand. Yeah. But it's still when you're talking about these numbers, this is like nothing. There's no way. That, like pe- some people say, there's like uh, one hundred thousand. I don't know about that. Soldiers, I'm like dude, that's exaggerated. Yeah. yeah, I mean, <laughs> in any in any case, this was a huge like David and Goliath kind of situation. Yeah. But unfortunately, David in this situation, or if you consider that Hussein's group, eventually gets wiped out. I mean, uh, they hold out for as long as they can, but each each member of Hussein's family, especially all the men in his family, and that includes children as well, hmm. the boys, a lot of them were all killed. And in very gruesome fashion as well. I don't want to get into all the details of it, but a lot of this time we we talk about the mercilessness of this time. That someone who who said that they were the leader of the Muslim world, 
how cruel he could be, how corrupt he could be, and how absolutely merciless he could be to the prophet and his family. And especially his his grandson, who he eventually beheaded. Like, Hussein, the grandson of the prophet, was beheaded by the leader of the Muslim world. Yeah. And so you can understand why this, t- this era isn't really talked about, because there's so much, like... There's a lot of debate that happens during this time. A lot of like, you guys, you know, like we don't want to start any problems. We don't want to start like conflicts within the Muslim communities and stuff. Like that's usually what happens when like you start bringing a Muharram and people get very, it's a very touchy subject. Um, But it's also an important time because again, like I said, a lot of people think it's very relevant to talk about because you have a, a certain group. That it that is saying that we're going to stay as close to the the truth and we we're not going to promote this falsehood. Uh, that these people who are in power, they say they're in power, but they don't actually embody what Islam is. This isn't what Islam is. This isn't this isn't how people should be treated. I mean, it wasn't a good time. Like it, it really, it really was a really rough time in Islamic history, hmm. and you had people who were willing to stand up for it. And a lot of people say that this the martyrdom that Hussein uh, went through during this time of Muharram kind of allowed Islam to be what it is now, you know, and who knows what it would have been without his sacrifice that he did. So during these 10 days, um, the Shia community gets together and we sort of remember this time. And so it's a very, it's a very somber moment. It's a very sad time. A lot of people say that, you know, you shouldn't be doing this because you guys are depressed and you're grieving for 10 days. You shouldn't be grieving for 10 days. You can't grieve for more than three days. Have you ever heard this? You can't grieve for more than three days. I've heard this. Um, yeah, and that's not really the case, really. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's That's very different, um, but it's still a very important time, I think, from a spiritual sense. Um, I've been doing it for years. My family's taken me to the mosque since I was a little kid. Yeah, same. And this is also a very controversial part of Muharram, is that a lot of people say that the Shia's going, we hit ourselves yeah. at the masjid. What's the English know. word for sinazani? Um, it would, people, well, people say self-mutilation. Wow. Yeah, which is which that's kind of crazy. Which is why it sounds bad. Yeah. Right. Or self-flagellation. Yeah. Because you're hitting that's, yourself. That's pretty extra. Yeah. Because when you think of flagellation, you think of like getting whipped. Yeah. All right. So this is actually something I want to talk about. Some a lot people of, do that though. Because see, here's the thing: we grew up in Shia families, and this was a routine thing that happened every year, and so we understand it. Like we understand why yeah. this happens. We understand. I mean, the story behind it was is extremely sad. It's extremely yeah. heartbreaking story. Like. We're talking about even like the mom was saying his like newborn was killed as well, which yeah. is it's just it's such a gruesome and terrifying story when you go into the details, which is why I'm not really going through it. And there's a lot to analyze yeah. in these battles that happened. But in the end, you know that like one group was severely outnumbered, but they were standing up for righteousness and they got completely yeah. destroyed. But it created a huge movement afterwards uh, because people did not forget about what happened Hmm. you know like never forget you know like that's literally what happened afterwards because this was something that Yazid could never come back from like when it happened he thought he was on top of the world and slowly he like it was all downhill after that for the Umayyads he got overthrown right yeah yeah no later on he got overthrown and all of that stuff yeah and also, there were armies that went out and killed the people who killed Hussein too. Oh, yeah. Like, there was a lot of battles that happened. There's... They made a show about that guy. <laughs> you see that show? <laughs> yeah, it was a pretty dope show. So, funny enough, in Iran, there's actually a show about post. What's his name? Mokhtar. Mokhtar Nameh. Yeah, that's the yeah. name of the show. Where was he, though, when this stuff was going down? 
I'm I'm not excited. Slept I'm, in. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. To- I'm not totally sure about the details of that. But yeah, uh, funny enough, that's a huge show in Iran. Yeah, that was a pretty dope um, show. He killed everybody. <laughs> yeah. So, um, uh, yeah. So it's a very interesting time. Uh, as she is, we understand it again. So, what, how, what do you think about the self-flagellation thing or oh, the mutilation or whatever you want to call it? Because here's the thing: <sighs> part of the part of the procession, I guess, when you go to the the mosque, is Someone is reciting things about the events of, of in, Karbala. In, in, in a song fashion. In, in a, yeah, sort of in a, in a melodic, sort of somber fashion, yeah. right? And we, and we beat our chests kind of like this. Yeah. You know, to like an all in unison. So it's actually a very empowering thing. I, I think about this every time I go. Is like, this is very empowering stuff when you're going with a group of people, huge group, and you're all doing the same thing. There's some, yeah. there's some weird mentality about it and this energy you get from yeah. it, right? You feel that, right? Yeah. But well, the, what do you feel about it? Um, I liked it when I was a kid. You know, it was, okay. it was fun. It was fun. <laughs> it was fun, you know? Like, you would watch all the big guys just fucking, like, just, like, compete. To you know, themselves? Yeah, just compete in uh, chest beating. I guess we just call it chest beating. Yeah, like, just, like, you know, kind of hitting there's, your there's, chest there's, with there's the no palm of your hand. It. There's no yeah. word for it. So... When I was a kid, it was fun until I got a little older, and then I was like, "Okay, this is a little too much," you know. A little extra. Because when you get older, you start to see the dynamics of mm-hmm. the situation. There's, there's the singer, which is usually either he the reciter. The yeah, the reciter. <laughs> there's no singing happening in the mosque. <laughs> it's the uh, it's the reciter, and. Um, it's usually either the the alpha male or it's just the guy with the best voice in the house mm-hmm. you know and it can be very nice sounding too yeah it can be yeah and there's a lot of energy is also drawn off the person who's reciting yeah. it usually the guy who has who has a nice voice is the one who starts it off you know is <laughs> it very slow and somber you mm-hmm. know Right. And then the other guy, the the alpha male, will take the microphone and just go, oots, 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 <laughs> and people will just get into it. Oh my god! That's what people want, though. That's what people want. It's not, it's not, oots, oots, but it's like no, bro, it is oots. But there definitely is a a rhythmic there, aspect to it. There's, obviously, there's a good rhythm. Um, but it's a very powerful moment, yeah. regardless, because it's like a rally. That's what it feels like, you know. Because yeah. in the end, that's what it is. Every year. We get together to remember and to sort of rally yeah. with us. We we say we're with you, saying We're with yeah. you. But sometimes the people it, right? go overboard, man. No, I agree. But at the same time, do you think that the chest beating is something that like? Do you understand why it happens? I and understand you, the it, story behind it because when Imam Hussein was beheaded, like people were so shocked and just yeah. depressed that they just started to hit themselves just so yeah. they can snap out of it. Yeah, that's the story behind it, mm-hmm. and now it carried on generations later. And as a symbolic yeah, reference, a to symbolic resonance that, that we still hit ourselves and be our, when we think about what happened to you. Yeah, and which is very powerful. This happens thousands, you know, like I don't know, like fourteen hundred like, years ago, almost, almost. And yet, we there's still a strong remembrance for it, yeah. and it's like part of this martyrdom factor, right? Yeah. That when like when someone becomes a martyr, like that's next, their next level, their next like, level. Um, and yeah. that message, I mean, people say the same thing with Jesus, right? Yeah. The story with Jesus is that he was martyred, right? And that just spurred the entire, like the entire religion just took off after that, right? Yeah. The Christianity, it's like the basis of it is a martyrdom, right? Yeah. And in the very same way, you can think of this moment that the grandson of the prophet was the greatest martyr in mm. like Islamic history. One of the greatest martyrs. 
Um, so it's a very powerful time, yeah. I guess, where she is. But then all this, everyone else is just like, ah, they're being all sent, like yeah. you know, emotional, right? Yeah. <laughs> I just think the whole, then. I just think the the dynamics of chest beating is just mm. funny, you know. Because remember, we we went to to the mosque on Friday. I'm not gonna say which one, but <laughs> there was there was something wrong with the crowd. Mm. Remember how um, there's there's the, the not the singer there's the reciter uh-huh. and usually there's only one alpha male in in the center controlling the pace of okay of the chest beating <laughs> you remember this right now there's two alpha males competing to get the tempo this was hilarious okay now see now you're getting into the nuances like this is yeah. this this is for people who've been there yeah. and they are like oh yeah i've totally seen this yeah. but like let's let's take a little bit further back okay. I, think, I don't think people are even there yet they're okay. still even thinking, why are these guys beating themselves? You I'm know? still asking that. Well, well, see, here's the thing. For me, it's like it's not beating your like. For example, people think we're hitting ourselves, making making like hurting ourselves. Yeah. Okay. There are some people who do that though. People right. in Pakistan, and I will agree that that is too much. Yeah. That is that is extra. Like they get what? Like they get like shanks and they cut themselves. Okay, hold on, hold up, hold up. Let's let's take it back. Let's take it back. <laughs> let's take it back. You spend rumors. No, no, no. no. There, there are people. Okay, so. This is where the controversy happens during this time, okay. right? I think that the symbolism behind beating your chest is important. I think it's a pivotal part to it because it's a big part of what people remember about it, you know, especially as a little kid. But you also remember it because there is power to this moment and there's also power to remembering it this way. It's like opening your heart to what happened at this time. And I think that's still important because as people have mentioned, like history can repeat itself. And it repeats itself very often. Mm-hmm. So remembering moments like these, I think, are very vital, not just in a religious sense, but even beyond that. Um, not letting things like this happen again. Don't let people who spread falsehoods and create these these environments that are not good for the people, right? Like I'm talking about, like, for example, Saddam. Some people, some people may even say now with Trump, right? Like yeah. they can't believe that this racist attitude has popped up back again, yeah. right? History is repeating itself in a lot of ways. And people are like, how the heck can this happen after we had a black president? Yeah, right exactly but at the same time people forget history right and it's a very cyclical thing so we remember this so that we remember not to do these things ourselves you know don't be the dictators and always stand up for righteousness is always stand up for it regardless of the cost of it that's really like the main parts of that story well the prerequisite people need to be educated uh, right people, well, people need to know these rules but they don't yeah well uh, most definitely like because here, like here's the thing when it comes to the chest beating stuff like there are people who take it too far i yeah. agree with you there um in islam we're told we can't hurt ourselves like suicide is the biggest sin up there yeah like number sin number one yeah. <laughs> partly because you can't you can't ask for forgiveness when you're dead <laughs> yeah. but like you can't actually hurt yourself in any way shape or form and there's a lot of rulings of what is actually hurting yourself, what isn't, right? Is smoking hurting your, you know, all the all this stuff. Yeah. But like straight up, you cannot like, you know, start cutting yourself, right? Mm-hmm. But now people have taken this, you know, in every which way when it comes to this time, because they're like, we're hurting ourselves for Hussein, right? Yeah. And now I, that's where I kind of like take pause a little bit because you even hear scholars talking about this to this level, and that's when I start like. That's when I hold my breath and I'm like, mm, I don't know. Because, again, like when it comes to actually making yourself bleed, that is where I draw the line. Like there's no way you could – not even like causing yourself too much discomfort. Sometimes when I'm like even like just doing this, like, you know, 
taking the palm of my hand, hitting my chest. I know you can't see this if you're listening, yeah. <laughs> but like, I'm doing this. But then sometimes like it kind of gets too much, and then I like I take it easy, right? Because yeah. the point is not to hurt yourself. Like that's not the point of it. <laughs> I think the point is just listen to the song. Well, no, it's to remember. It's to remember yeah. what you're there for and why we're even here in the first place. Yeah. All right. The, the, the whole point isn't to be alpha. Okay. The whole point isn't to go to the market. Everybody's and be like, trying to be alpha. Watch dude. me and go boom. Yeah. And, and just like beat my and chest. It's always the two biggest guys. <laughs> not not the two most popular guys. The, the two, two biggest guys. Yeah. But but then again, there are also people who are very passionate during this time, and yeah. I can respect that. Like they're in there and they're really into it because they really have strong emotions. It's yeah. a very emotional time, and I think the most the emotions are granted i think it's fair okay but i don't agree with people who are trying to be alpha and you're through there for the wrong reasons right yeah. but in any case it's it's a very i think of all the religious practices i think it's a very unique one because i don't think i've heard any other kind of instance of anything close like this no and a lot of people say like we shouldn't be focusing on sad things like who has a holiday for a sad time? Yeah. Right? No one does, really. But for us, that's kind of what it is. It's like technically a holiday, but it's for something sad. And we go out of yeah. our way to remember it and to, you know, have our our religious processions at the mosque surrounded around this event because it's that important. It's that vital. Because without it, probably especially Shiaism wouldn't be what it is right now without mm. that particular moment in time. Probably. Probably. Yeah. Yeah, so if you want to know more about uh, Muharram, about Ashura, and about all these different events, uh, Ashura is actually the, the day in which... It means the it means the 10th day. Yeah, Ashura is literally 10th. That's the actual day that Hussein was killed. Yeah. And then there's Arba'in, which is like, that's like 40 days after. 40 days, um, yeah. That's also another Muslim thing, where like 40 days after someone passes away, it's another... Yeah particular milestone and that is you know commemorate what, what is it commemorated i guess I or guess like so, celebrated yeah. in some way hmm. um but if you want to know more about hussein about muharram about ashura uh, i highly advise you go and read a book with people who have researched this yeah um but it's a very big part of our lives and from what i from what i remember growing up it's always been a thing like um or it's, it's always been a very important thing like when that time happens like people just it's different, man. It pauses. Like, you know, you know what I'm saying. Like, even yeah. if you have school and if you have whatever else going on, when when Muharram comes, you're like, whoa, whoa. like, some something's different now. Yeah. You know, um, like you're just different stuff is going on. You know, yeah. like I know people would come to the mosque just to see it. Like they'd be like, what the heck is going on? I want to mm. see what this is about because it's kind of a spectacle to see almost when people are together and yeah. they're lamenting and they're sad. It's, it's yeah. just so powerful. And I don't think things are that real. And I think that's why people are like so like off-put about it as well. There's some people who don't like it. And I think that's part of it. It's like it's a very real thing, you know, mm. that like that it's there's not a lot of things to compare it to. Like, yeah. what there else can you compare it to? Not much. Yeah. So um, there's a lot of books on it, obviously. You they can... do it every year in L.A. Do you know what street they do it in? I, I think it's close no. to I think it's on. Um, Wilshire Boulevard. They just closed down the entire street. Really? Wilshire? Yeah. Wow. You never heard of this? They do no. this every year. No, I've never gone out to any public. Yeah. Um, uh, Which I think is pretty annoying. Self-flagellation. If I had a job <laughs> over there and I had to take Wilshire Boulevard and I see it's closed down. Yeah. I'm just like, fuck. Well, I mean, there's par- there's parades all the time in the city. Yeah. Like, like 
gay pride is a bit something that happens in like in San Francisco where like most of this like you know half the city's cut off from yeah. one the other side. I hate parades, dude. Just for that reason. When they close down streets. Right. Well, this thing is stupid. Yeah. Well, again, like, you know, I it's I've heard a lot a lot of big cities that had I think Chicago has one like uh, mm. too and yeah, I but again, it's it's a very interesting point of history i feel like anyone who is a muslim should be very aware of this point because you can't just look at all the good times right you can't just look at oh the prophet's life and we just talk about that i think it's very important to look at what happened after him and to understand where we how we got to where we are now because things could have been very different you know Mm -hmm. if just one event didn't happen right we could be in a very different place Mm -hmm. so i think it's very important to look into that to read about it um Find a book, watch a documentary. There are tons of documentaries, I think, on YouTube about um, yeah. the, this particular moment in time. Very difficult subject, too. Like, some things can get kind of... Get messy. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 not for the, for the faint of heart, yeah. you know? But that's why also there's people at the message who are crying. Like, people are crying in the message, and you're like, wow, I can't believe someone... Like, me being Not younger, everybody's crying. Not everybody you know? cries. Some people cry, some people don't. Like, I've never yeah. actually personally cried. I think I got close once. Yeah. A long time ago. But it's a very emotional time. I'm sure people are crying. And- it's always the the older crowd that yeah. cries, but the, the newer generation yeah. doesn't really cry. Yeah. You know? I don't have a very good answer for that. I don't I'm, either, but <laughs> someone told me the answer once. I went to Hajj with this guy. He was my roommate. Mm-hmm. So this is like, I was 14 when I asked this question. And he was like, people use this time mm-hmm. to cry about their own miseries. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. So they just listen to a sad that. story and their own bullshit comes to their brains and they just cry about that. That's what he told me. That's weird because, you know, kind of the stuff that happened during this time, you can't really compare it to your own crap. <laughs> no, I mean, like, it just like you're in a sad environment. The yeah. lights are off. Mm. Like, this is like, it, it, like especially mm. for men, like mm. grown men, they can't really cry. You know, this is the moment. This is it. the moment for you. Like, huh. everybody's crying. Let me just cry about my own shit right here. Huh. And you also went to Kabbalah, yeah, which there. is very, which is very interesting, mm. uh, especially with all the stability issues that Iraq has. Yeah. Kabbalah right now is in Iraq, modern day Iraq. Yeah. And so, how was that? Because I've heard a lot of stories <sighs> about Kabbalah, especially during this time. You went during, I went for uh, Arbain. For Arbain, okay, yeah. okay. So maybe it wasn't as busy. It was busy. Okay, never what mind. The it was. Fuck? <laughs> It was like, it, maybe it's not the five million people. It was packed. Wow. Yeah, it was fucking packed. And how was how was it going to Iraq and all that? Uh I let's just say I'm never gonna do that shit again. <laughs> Cause here's the thing. We went to first I went to Iran and then mm-hmm. I went to Afos. Afos is mm-hmm. like the border between um Iran yeah. and Iraq. Right? Okay. So from Afos we go straight into Najaf. Okay. Right? But we had to drive for some fucking reason we couldn't fly so mm. we're driving and remember 30 years ago there was a war between Iran and Iraq and in no man's land there's there's uh there's a minefield wow right so still. there's signs everywhere like mm. hey don't drive here you're gonna get blown the fuck up <laughs> so we're going this bus like like it's an actual like like school bus you yeah. know so we're just going we're driving for like it's like five hours and then we get to the border Jeez. We get to the border and just this piece of shit building where 
you just give your passport so you can get into this shitty country. Mm. So you're just, it was just so unprofessional, you know. Wow. It's just like, let me just walk in, you know. Like, uh-huh. that's how unprofessional it was. Wow. So you get in there, you get into the country, and like, oh, my God. I mean, once you go to Najaf or, like, Karbala and stuff, well, actually, if you just even go to Iraq, mm-hmm. you'll think your Tehran is Beverly Hills. <laughs> oh, my God. I shit you not. I went in there, I couldn't believe the mm. condition of this country. Wow. There's every 20 feet walking distance, every 20 feet, there's a checkpoint. Empty wow. your pockets. Here's a wow. here's a metal detector. Go. 20 feet more. Here's another one. Wow. That's unbelievable. It's pretty much the, the military. But, but why? Because there was a war there. I mean, you like know, it's a it's a it's destabilized. I mean that many checkpoints? Wow. Yeah, dude. Wow. Oh, shit you not, dude. In Karbala, there was at least every 20 feet. Well, okay, that one I understand because there have been a lot of threats of ISIS. Going yeah. out and I mean, this sending, is three years ago, but yeah, well, still, like, there is like, there's always been talks because this is such a huge event mm. and so many Shias are going there in particular. Yeah. Here's the thing it's a good all, time, yeah. All those terrorist groups, you know, Taliban, yeah, Al Qaeda, um, ISIS now, they all hate Shias. Like, you don't understand, like, that that is like they should have just kill you on site if they know, yeah, right? It's very scary. Um, and when you have a congregation of millions of Shias in one place, yeah. there are a lot of threats of them sending suicide bombers out in a crowd, men and women, yeah. okay, who will be hiding that stuff to blow up some people. In the middle. Like That would be, I think, a terrorist dream would be to be in Karbala to kill a bunch of Shias with a suicide bomb. It's Jeez. so It's so messed up. It's yeah. so unbelievably messed up. And yet... That is, a, that is a major threat that happens. I think but I every haven't year. heard of anything happening in Karbala. No, because I, I think, just like you said, there's a lot of searching, a lot of checkpoints, uh, a lot of like straight up miracles <laughs> where like, you know, who, like they, they caught them or something happened and, uh, you know, a, a catastrophe was averted. Like that's what I've heard at least. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that's just a biased, <laughs> maybe. a biased view, but yeah. Um. Yeah, so I, I, I could see that now. I could see why you had so much. Yeah. But the actual, when I went to go to the actual grave, mm-hmm. right? It was pretty packed, but it nothing ever compares to Mashhad, to Imam Reza's shrine. Okay. Bro, that shit's always packed. Yeah, so... Um- all the all the imams. Like at night, at night, it's it's okay. Like literally, you can sit in front of the grave. Wow. You can sit in front of it and like just pray or do whatever you want. Look mm, at it. Wow. But you can never do that in, 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 yeah. for Imam Rizzo. Yeah, it's crazy. So for people who don't know, with, for the Shias, we have twelve imams, and they're all related. They're all descendants of the Prophet, right? And me and you are descendants, dude. Hey, that's a story for another hey. time. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so there, there's a descendants of the Prophet. And that's something that's very unique about Islam, I think, is that not only do we have a recorded history of the Prophet, I don't think that people have a lot of recorded history of like what Jesus was doing on a day-to-day basis, but we do. Um, but he also has progeny, the Prophet, right? So his daughter, um, with, with his cousin Adi, they had a whole family, right? A whole lineage that lives until this day. Yeah. Um, and... As you mentioned, both of us uh, have ties back to that lineage, um, and the three, the third, the sorry, the twelve imams, right, who are all the leaders of the Shia, uh, of the Shias, 
um, there are some that have shrines to them. One, a couple, one of them being actually in Iran. And that one is very, it's like, it's like, it's massive. It's massive. It has a gold dome. It's I mean, like, I, I it's, think they all have gold domes. No, in Iraq, they have gold domes. They do, dome. yeah. Oh, really? Gold, yeah. Really? I'm not oh. sure if they're real gold, but they're... Because I've heard, like, you know, in other countries, it's hard to, up, like, it's hard to keep up and, like, yeah. keep them looking nice because it's, you know, all the destabilized nature of other countries. Um, but in Iran, they keep that thing pristine. And yeah. it's a it's a huge tourist attraction to that city of Mashhad in it Iran. Is. And so, yeah, I wanted to know what Najaf and Karbala were like because I never Najaf and Mom Ali's shrine is really small. Mm. Have you like you know how you how you can get lost in Imam Reza's shrine? Yeah, like, it's hey, huge. Mommy, where are you? You know, like all that stuff. <laughs> and Imam Ali's shrine, like, no, bro, you're not gonna get lost. You can you can lose your kid, you'll find him in two minutes. Mm. Yeah. Okay. It's really small. Hmm. Yeah, and that's, but that's what I liked about it. Nice and cozy, you know. <laughs> nice and cozy. There's nice mausoleum. Some, yeah, there's there's some chill spots so you can actually just hang out. Yeah, over there. Good. Yeah, and it, well, that's another thing a lot of people have problems with is us going to grave sites and like mm. praying to people who are dead, or not praying to I mean, them, they don't but like praying for them. They're not praying to them, but like even like saying anything, like people are like, "Oh, they're dead. Leave them be." That happens a lot in Hajj when you go there. When yeah. you go to Saudi Arabia, they're just like, go away. Get away from the graves. Oh, shit. Yeah. Even even the prophet's, prophet's grave is there. They're like, get away. Go. What? Yeah. It's, it's yeah, really Surprisingly, nice. the prophet's grave wasn't that like badass. Well, it, was, it was pretty... I, from what I remember, that was like 10 years ago. Now that I think about it, we went to Hajj like 10 years yeah, ago. Yeah, it was 10 years ago. Um, It was it was something. No, it was like... It was pretty... No, what I remember wasn't that bad... It wasn't that cool like as yeah. like the other ones. Hmm. It was just like like one green... I mean, look, you can't compare a lot of things to Mashhad, okay? Yeah. Fair enough. But that's because over there, they don't like... I mean, it, obviously, if, if it wasn't acceptable people would be pissed off because they're like dude come on yeah. it's the prophet's grave like yeah. he's buried here <laughs> um but yeah they have like especially like those guys especially the saudis and stuff they're like they have people out there by the gravesite where the prophet's family is like a lot of the members mm-hmm. of his family are buried there and they they're telling people to go away you guys are all crazy and yeah. and all that they're dead go home <laughs> like that's what they say yeah. uh, which is so weird it's so odd but you know that again. As, these are like strictly Shia issues that are very niche in particular. Yeah, but it, it's it's nice to hear that Karbala and all that is nice, and um, you know, they, they apparently they they keep it safe because that's a problem. Is like from threats from trying to destroy it. Like that's yeah. what I was always afraid of. That's why anytime anyone's like, "Oh, you want to go to Karbala?" I'm like, you know, what? I don't know, I don't nope. know about going to Iraq. I would like to, but I think right now it's kind of a uh, difficult I'll, time I'll to go just so there. uncomfortable all the time dude. <laughs> i i need my comfort bro i need it i bet i bet uh yeah maybe maybe sometime hopefully i hope that area gets a little better one day but but okay well is that is that most of the yeah. subjects you want to go through that's all we, we've actually. been we've been talking a lot this is an extra long episode because we've had so much to catch up on mm. we touched on a lot of subjects but hey man it was good talking to you again. Yeah, man. We just Likewise. shook each other's hands for no reason. Yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> I think I just want you to leave. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, it's been fun. It's it's been good coming back. Um, tune in for the next time. We're gonna have a good show next week. Yeah. I bet. 
We're going to keep this consistent. But until next time. Are we going to advertise the Twitter handle or no? Uh, a Twitter what? <laughs> we, have, we have Twitter. <laughs> yeah, we do. Um, I believe it's at incompatible gen something. This. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So please tune in. Be part of the conversation. We want to keep talking to you guys. Yep, incompatible Jen. That's right. We do have a Twitter handle. It's got Jen our... as in G E N. Yeah, not incompatible Jen. Sorry if your name is Jen. Jen. <laughs> incompatible Jen. <laughs> oh. Yeah, but until next time, we'll catch you guys later. Peace See out. You guys. Also, you guys have email. Do we have email? You guys have email. No, don't. Do we have email? <laughs> You're so tired. I am tired. We we can't do late night podcasts anymore. If you guys have questions, yeah. or you guys want to talk shit, hit us up on Twitter. Let me have it. Let's do it. Hit us up on Twitter. All right. Until next time. Peace.